Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is David opposing the Matrix. Good old Dave at good old opposing the Matrix. And we are old, this show is. It's uh, We started in 2010, of all things. Uh, started as a audio radio show, and then um, a couple of years ago, uh, when Brian came on, we decided to go with video <clears throat> and uh, making audio out of it also and, and putting it on certain places. And it, it is in... Uh, I made a list somewhere. I don't know where it is, but a bunch of different places. But you can get it on Apple. Um, it, it, this is if you want to listen on your way home. Don't watch the video on your way home, okay? <clears throat> Please. It's just, a, I mean, unless you can keep your phone to your side and, you know, you can <laughs> not look over there. I, I don't want anybody getting in a wreck, okay? Just don't do that for us. Just <clears throat> just um, go ahead and and listen, okay? There are people that would do that, trust me. Um, so tonight we're going to look at particle beams and different forms of destruction that could come from outer space, directed at you and me. Okay? Uh, not yet, <clears throat> but coming to a theater near you. <clears throat> and hopefully the, the, the movie will have its budget canceled and we won't have to worry about it. But, um, yeah, I've been making lots of notes here, and I will go by some of them. Um, two fires in particular I'm interested in. Um, one of them was the Santa Rosa fire, and I do believe that was 20, 2017. And then in 2019, we had the fire up in Paradise, or down in Paradise, California. Um, you know, I don't need these, I don't think. Um, yeah, we had the fire down in Paradise, California. Boy, did that mess a lot of stuff. It just wiped the whole town out. And um, I don't think there's been destruction like that since World War II, actually. That was a beautiful little town. I've been there two or three times, you know. And, man, it's, it's a kind of a, <clears throat> a place you go to to get away from the, the valley. And it was, you know, just a smidge cooler up there, too. So <clears throat> we got to, you know, you'd get out of the, the valley, the 100, 109, 110 degree heat. And up there it was like in the 90s. <laughs> That doesn't sound like much of a difference, but 110, 117, that's, that's pretty hot. And when, you know, if you could lower that by um, 17 degrees or whatever, you know, it, it is a help. So um, where are we going with this? Okay. So uh, yeah, Paradise was a beautiful little town and um, now they're blaming it on power lines, uh, PG&E power lines that uh, were not in a very good repair and, uh, that they arced and started the fire. Um, however, some people uh, contend that uh, because uh, they saw lasers coming down and, uh, and starting the fires, or at the very least, hitting the transmission towers, which would start the fires. If I was going to try to fool anybody, that's what I would do. You know, just when you think nobody's looking, just zap one of the wires that'll come off and uh, or arc very badly anyway, and uh, those sparks... <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen like 200,000 volts when it when it arcs. It's uh, it's spectacular, actually. Um, so <clears throat> I found some videos, and um, I also found something. Uh, I guess I will need my glasses. Um, something pretty interesting on um, Wikipedia, and uh, it, it's kind of like encapsulated, and it covers just about everything. When it comes to uh, it comes to um, particle beam weapons, oh. hold on a second.
I'm sorry. I had a, uh, you know, a, a noise in the background I had to take care of. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, some peculiar things happened the night before the Paradise Fire. And during the <laughs> the uh, Santa Rosa Fire, you know, you got to wonder if this, not even if, with the Santa Rosa Fire, because you'll see why I said not even if, but you got to wonder <clears throat> if somebody up in uh, the echelon somewhere, the maybe the general that was uh, responsible for for lighting up uh, Santa Rosa or or what have you, um, if he had a beef with somebody there. And uh, this is why it's good not to ever have any bad feelings between you and somebody else. Um, you know, assuming the fact that, or assuming that maybe this is what happened. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, the one in Santa Rosa was pretty, pretty gnarly, pretty nasty. And uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to see this a lot more. I really do. So, um, and, and what's really neat or neat, what's really interesting about uh, the Santa Rosa, uh, people were too busy fleeing the Paradise Fire to give you more, uh, uh, what are you trying to say, a, an accurate, uh, concise report. But um, the, uh, the fire in um, Santa Rosa, you know, it was uh, very particular. It, it would burn one house and then a block over it would burn another house. And that just doesn't make sense. That's not the way forest fires work. Believe me, I've lived in the West on the West coast for most of my life. And I've seen how these fires, uh, usually um, a forest fire will just come and just eat up everything that's, that's going through. You know, there are times when the house will escape and everybody's like, wow, you know, what a miracle, you know, this house didn't get burned down, you know? Um, <clears throat> Although, you know, they're going to live with the smoke damage inside for the rest of their lives. But um, I, I can I have to go back here. Um, so with um, with a forest fire, it's like a wall of fire that just comes and it just consumes everything that's that's in its path. It doesn't pick one house or one car. You know, it just it, it just uh, burns everything. OK. And I've driven through those those places, those neighborhoods. Uh, uh, back in the 90s, I think it was, there was a fire in the Oakland Hills uh, over by San Francisco. And that thing just went right up the hill, man, and it destroyed everything in its path. It was, it was amazing. It really was. And a lot of people lost their homes that day, and that was the sad part of it. Um, <clears throat> so uh, why would... Well, I would say the the government want to do something like that, you know. Well, <laughs> you know, if if you can, um, was one of the um, in the last administration? No, not the last. That was Trump. Um, in the Obama administration, he made the remark, "Never let a crisis go to waste." Okay, and I can't think of a bigger crisis than than a town burning down, <laughs> you know. And uh, what the purpose serve for that? I don't know. Um, but for me and you, you know, think about this. I'm doing a pose in the matrix like this. What if I say the wrong word or the wrong phrase or something and they don't like it? Well, I don't think this is going to happen right now. Okay. Although, you know, who knows? I could be wrong. Um, but 
I say something that kind of strikes a nerve with the, the higher ups, with the elites or something like that. And uh, they decide, you know, he's gone too far, you know, and and they decide to take this satellite. And next time it's coming over our area, punching in my coordinates and, you know, poof, that's it, you know. And they usually, well, not always do this at night, but many times they do. And um, so you'd, you'd wake up to a, uh, an inferno in your house. So um, <clears throat> I've always been aware of things like that, that those things could happen, you know, or the FBI knocks on the door or whatever, you know. And that's the price you pay for telling the truth. So, But um, by the way, the chat room is open. If anybody's interested, go to Rumble and get on the chat room. Rumble.com, then look for Opposing the Matrix, and then uh, click on Today's Show. It should say live. And then uh, get in the live chat. Let's let's have a live chat today. <laughs> let's have a live chat today. Okay. Um, sorry, folks. I have to goof off every once in a while. I, um, I was up till 3.15 this morning. And uh, I, I, I was just really totally toasted, man. I was blitzed. And I sat down and uh, fell asleep this afternoon. And, boy, I feel so good now. Uh, I won't be falling asleep during the broadcast. So, um, oh, God, good golly. I keep forgetting to stream on, uh, on Telegram. But it's going to start up in a minute, so that's good. I hope. Yeah, there it goes. Okay. Um, wow. Someday, someday I'm going to get it. You know, I'm that kind of person that if I get a dent in my car, the first dent, if it's small, I leave it there. Um, yeah, call it superstition, call it whatever you want. But, um, I figured, you know, that's, that's a battle wound and, uh, maybe it'll ward off other things. I don't know. But, um, Same thing with, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, for the longest time, and maybe even still, when uh, when a Jewish family travels, the entire family, they'll usually go over in two or three different sets, just in case, you know, one of them gets wiped out, and there's some family left and stuff like that. And I think that's pretty good thinking, actually. It's pretty smart, if you want to continue your family line. <laughs> so, um, anyway... Um, so let's let's get started on this, okay? I want to uh, let's see. I think we'll we'll uh, conquer the. Uh, well, actually, I want to show you a video, the first one of, uh, and it's very short, okay? Most of our videos are short today, most, not all. Um, and it's uh, supposedly, and it kind of from the way it looks, uh, it may be. Um, this is in Chile, uh, down in South America. Where in Chile, I don't know, but it just said Chile. Um, we used to call it Chile. Um, anyway, in Chile, uh, a laser beam actually comes uh, down and takes out something, or a particle beam. I don't know what kind of beam it was, okay? A lot of these beams are green, <clears throat> um, and I, maybe that's the particle beam. And some of them are, you know, clear, Some not clear, but some of them are, like, white. Some of them are different colors. Um, but let's look at this one, okay, and then maybe we can talk about it a little bit, um, and then we'll progress, all right? I got lots to show. Let me show that again. 
I don't think that that's a CGI. That looks pretty real to me. Okay, and what it's taking out, let's see, what's it taking out? Boy, it's hard to tell. It's on a corner somewhere. Um, <clears throat> but that looks that looks original to me. It really does. Even the even the sound. You know, it's um, it doesn't appear that there's any. Let's look again. There's any wind. It's it's hard to tell because it's such a short video. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It doesn't appear that there's any wind. So um, that being the case, you know that sound that's coming down is uh, or or on the video is uh, probably has something to do with the uh, the beam that's coming down and lighting that fire up. Okay. All right. Now what I want to do real quick is go to uh, Wikipedia. I want to. <clears throat> read a, um, a little description of di uh, directed energy weapons. Uh, a lot of people call them DEWS. Some of them people call them DEWS. Okay. Um, but before we get to that, I want to talk about some other stuff I just remembered. Okay. It's my brain is starting to click in gear here. And uh, who knows? Maybe someday it'll it'll be normal again. <laughs> um, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to these weapons, okay, uh, yeah, probably if you went down a couple hundred feet in the ground and stuff, yeah, that's, but uh, what's to say that they don't hit the entrance to where you've gone in and gone down, so it's, um, <clears throat> let's see, oh yeah, that's one thing, uh, there was a, a, a case, um, and it was back in the 90s, I do believe, and it dealt with um, some terrorists in a bus, and um, I think this was an American thing. I don't think it was Israeli. And uh, what happened was some terrorists were on the run and they got in a bus and they were held up pretty good in the bus. Uh, you know, your bullets only do so good in, in a firefight like that. And um, so what they did is they brought a weapon in. I think it was a microwave weapon. And they focused it on the on the bus. And... Um, what happened was, is it was a since it was microwave, it basically started a fire inside and it cooked everybody that was inside the bus. So they do have the technology to do this, and they've had it at least since the 90s, maybe a lot earlier, probably. Um, so that's one thing. And then I, there was a video I didn't include it here, um, but it was uh, crowd control, and it looked like it was here in the states, and uh, the. Um, the people were out in the street chanting and I guess, I don't know, maybe they're getting a little too belligerent or whatever. And they turned this, uh, this insidious machine on and it had a sound on it that was, you know, would repel anybody. And you can see people just kind of falling down and covering their ears and then getting up and running away and stuff. And quite an effective uh, weapon or maybe a deterrent is a better word for it in that case. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> it was, uh, it was quite interesting. So, you know, you have your audio stuff, you have your, um, the, uh, visual stuff, the lasers and, um, and everything else. And, um, so they, they pretty well, <laughs> oh yeah. And they can cook you from inside. That's right. So they, they have a pretty good, uh, lineup when it comes to, uh, either destroying people or keeping them under control. Okay. I had a discussion with, uh, it was almost an online argument. It was just short of that. You know, we, we both left uh, amicably. And um, <clears throat> the guy was arguing, you know, that, uh, you know, when, when it all comes down to push push and shove, he was going to 
get out of town or go out in the country and hide and fight them from uh, from the country. You know, too many people have watched Red Dawn, uh, and Red Dawn was a really good movie, especially the first one. And um, it was a really good movie, actually. And it was it was okay for back in that that era, okay. But things have changed since uh, since 2000. Things have changed. The new millennium brought in a lot of different things, and one of them was uh, technology. Okay, yes, we had good technology back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 60s, even. But um, it really has increased, uh, just like it said it would in Daniel. But um, with that comes uh, different kind of warfare. Okay. Guerrilla warfare, warfare was good in, uh, in the mid to late 60s, okay? It really was. It was a very, very effective way of fighting. But um, after that, it, it, when uh, right around the turn of the millennium, um, the, the, um, the ability to create weapons and to imagine weapons to create really just kind of went all, all, all out. And... Um, so trying to fight a 20th century or 21st century war with 20th century tactics is uh, is kind of uh, ludicrous. It's, I mean, theor- theoretical things are okay, but practically no. Um, when they can drop a, bunk- a bunker buster bomb, try saying that five times fast. Um, if they could drop one of those things <laughs> on, on a cave that you might be in and uh, – well, they dropped that one in, uh, in Afghanistan, a spectacular explosion. It really was. And uh, when they dropped it, it, uh, it was supposedly a barometric uh, bomb also. So what it does is when it explodes, not only does it have like a buck, uh, <laughs> bunker-busting capability, but it, um, what it does is it sucks all the air out. The explosion is actually almost like an implosion uh, in uh, when it explodes, it it sucks all the air because fire always needs air um, or oxygen to to survive, and so does an explosion. Uh, so, you know, by dropping that thing, and it sucks all the air out of the cave. So, you might not burn you up, and that might not blow you up, but it just takes you die for suffocation, basically. It never ceases to amaze me how mankind can um, can make weapons that. Uh, they can make weapons, period. <laughs> you know, mankind is really good at destroying other men and women, and uh, it's sad. It really is. So um, anyway, let me uh, go ahead and read that because I wanted to get into the other warfare methods, and I'm glad we did. Okay. Directed energy weapon. A directed energy weapon, or a DEW, D-E-W, <clears throat> is a ranged weapon that dis- that damages its target with highly focused energy without a solid projectile, including lasers, microwaves, particle beams, and sound beams. Potential applications of this technology include weapons that target personnel, missiles, vehicles, and optical devices. In the United States, the Pentagon, uh, DARPA, and the Air Force Research Laboratory, United States Army Armament Research Development, and engineering center they don't have an acronym for that (laughs) Um, and the naval research laboratory are researching directed energy weapons to counter ballistic 
ballistic missiles, hypersonic cruise missiles, and hypersonic uh, glide vehicles. The systems of defense, uh, of missile defense, are expected to come online no sooner than the mid-2020s. All right, it says China, France, Germany, excuse me, China, France, Germany, um, the United Kingdom, Russia, and India, and Pakistan are developing military-grade uh, directed energy weapons, while Iran or Iran and Turkey claim to have them in active service. The first use of directed energy weapons in combat between military forces was claimed to have uh, occurred in Libya in August of 2019 by Turkey, which claimed to use the Alka-directed energy weapon, period. Um, after decades of research and development, most directed energy, direct energy weapons are still experimental stage and it remains to be seen if or when it will de- they will be deployed as practical high-performance military weapons. Um, I'm going to walk down or scroll down. I'm not going to walk down. So they have a, a very um, large list of, uh, of different, uh, pardon me, folks, different um, weapons uh, categories and subcategories, uh, microwave uh, weapons, Here's a good uh, eight. Um, and then there's, uh, nope, there's nine. Okay. Then there's a couple of lasers and then particle beams, plasma, sonic. Um, then it goes into history. So anyway, um, that kind of lets us know Iran and Turkey are already using them. That's amazing. Um, something that hopefully Israelis take into account when they attack Iran. Um, not if, but when it's, it's inevitable. Okay. All right. Let me get back to here. Okay. I'm trying to decide. Maybe we can start out with overseas. Now let's go with this one. Cause it explains particle weapons kind of, um, a little more detailed than what I just read it, but the other one had a bunch of different countries and stuff. So, okay, here we go. A particle beam weapon uses a high-energy beam of atomic or subatomic particles to damage the target by disrupting its atomic or molecular structure. A particle beam weapon is a type of directed energy weapon, which directs energy in a particular and focused direction using particles with negligible mass. Some particle beam weapons are real and have potential practical applications, e.g., as an anti-ballistic missile defense system for the United States and its strategic defense initiative. The vast majority, however, are science fiction and are among the most common weapon types of the genre. They have been known by a myriad of names. Phasers, particle accelerator guns, ion cannons, proton beams, lightning rays, ray guns, etc. The concept of particle beam weapons comes from sound scientific principles and experiments currently underway around the world. One effective process to cause damage to or destroy a target is to simply overheat it until it is no longer operational. Particle accelerators are a well-developed technology used in scientific research for decades. They use electromagnetic fields to accelerate and direct charged particles along a predetermined path. 
and electrostatic lenses to focus these streams for collisions. The cathode ray tube in many 20th century televisions and computer monitors is a very simple type of particle accelerator. More powerful versions include synchrotrons and cyclotrons used in nuclear research. A particle beam weapon is a weaponized version of this technology. It accelerates charged particles to near light speed and then shoots them at a target. These particles have tremendous kinetic energy which they impart to matter in the target's surface, inducing near instantaneous and catastrophic superheating. Beam generation. Charged particle beams diverge rapidly due to mutual repulsion, so neutral particle beams are more commonly proposed. The charged particles are then accelerated and neutralized again by adding or removing electrons afterwards. Cyclotron particle accelerators, linear particle accelerators, and synchrotron particle accelerators can accelerate positively charged hydrogen ions until their velocity approaches the speed of light, and each individual ion has a kinetic energy range of 100 MeV to 1000 MeV or more. Then the resulting high-energy protons can capture electrons from electron emitter electrodes and be thus electrically neutralized. This creates an electrically neutral beam of high-energy hydrogen atoms that can proceed in a straight line at near the speed of light to smash into its target and damage it. The pulsed particle beam emitted by such a weapon may contain one gigajoule of kinetic energy or more. The speed of a beam approaching that of light in combination with the energy created by the weapon would negate any realistic means of defending the target against the beam. Target hardening through shielding or material selection would be impractical or ineffective, especially if the beam could be maintained at full power and precisely focused on the target. Experiments The U.S. Defense Strategic Defense Initiative put into development the technology of a neutral particle beam to be used as a weapon in outer space. Neutral beam accelerator technology was developed at Los Alamos National Laboratory as part of the beam experiments aboard rocket project. A prototype hydrogen beam weapon was launched from White Sands Missile Range in July 1989 and successfully deployed into low Earth orbit. It was operated successfully in space and after re-entry was recovered intact. In 2006 the weapon prototype was transferred from Los Alamos to the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. Well, that's pretty interesting. The last part of it was a little technical, so apologize for that. But um, kind of gives you an idea. She said, no defense. There's no defense for it. It's kind of scary. I often wondered, uh, I know that uh, <clears throat> you can turn a laser beam. Okay, you can, <laughs> if you have a prism, it can hit the prism and it can actually turn it and I'm wondering if uh, that would be a viable thing, but you'd have to put thousands of prisms up on top of your house or one large one. And uh, your neighbors might not like that too much, <laughs> especially when the sun's out and it's uh, it's creating, uh, actually it would look kind of neat because it would create a rainbow effect. But uh, anyway, um, I, I, I hereby declare that I am not... Um, <clears throat> responsible for anybody that does that they're doing it on their own accord so don't sue me sue them 
Um, anyway, uh, I wanted to show you also now that <clears throat> um, this isn't just an American phenomena. Okay, this happens all around the world. And we just saw the first thing we showed was one from Chile. Okay. Uh, now we're going to look at uh, Sweden and Greece, of all places. Okay. And it's going to, you're going to see that they um, they suffer just like everybody else does. Um, from I, I don't know who would do it to Greece unless it's uh, an American thing, maybe we were pissed at Greece or something at that time. Pardon my French, by the way. So let's look at this one, and uh, then we'll move on. Hey, folks, and welcome to another video from A Plain Truth. I wish I had some good news for you, but the world is on fire. Greece just got attacked the past couple days. The fires are everywhere around the world now. Heat records everywhere around the world now. It is relentless. It's ongoing out here in California. We've seen laser attacks, directed energy weapons used in Santa Rosa, in Santa Barbara, and it's now we're showing in Greece and other areas that directed energy weapons are the weapons of choice to start these fires, to continue these fires, to basically burn out uh, the forest and all the uh, inhabitants in the forest, like people that live there. Here's all the cars that have been attacked with directed energy weapons around the world, and I'm trying to write a book about it, but uh, just have to update. But here in Greece, just uh, the reports from yesterday, another look at these flames, folks. These are not normal forest fire flames. Look at that. That is not fueling from, from brush and from debris and from dried out brush. That's insane to think that is happening. But now Greece is under attack. You remember Greece has had the massive debt uh, loaded upon them from the Greek Olympic Games and whatnot. But if you can see from these pictures, they're spot fires. They're like they took lasers and they bolted them here and they shot them here and they shot them there. Just like we saw here in Santa Rosa, California. It's the same kind of exact profiles. Look at how the flames are concentrated, shooting hundreds of feet straight up in the air. What would cause that kind to happen? So our hearts go out to the residents of Greece and around the world, as we'll get into here in a minute, because there's heat records going on everywhere, fires going on, as I said, everywhere. Look at these flames, folks. This is not just a normal fire. And we, our heart goes out to all the, the animals and all the sentient beings who are having to deal with these fires as well. I mean, this is really uh, loss of life, human life, all life being conducted but as you can see from these pictures here just like the pictures from around the world directed energy weapons are melting cars it takes over 2500 degrees to melt glass engine blocks are totally fried out of the cars it's another signature of directed energy weapons the world is under attack from the elite we must delete the elite they're going to kill us all before they're done and look at this map of the fires going on around Europe everywhere it is intense and then look at this heat map that's been going on I just fast forward since 1991 but look at how much the heat has increased these are temperature anomalies they're calling it no the world's on fire and it's heating up and here you see it all over the world and no one is safe no one is protected so let's go around the world and I'll show you what I'm talking about about the 
record temperatures here in Alaska. They're shattering existing records, records in temperature, like plus 20 degrees. That's how bad, and the Arctic melting is going on, releasing methane gas. Sweden's on fire, the Arctic Circle, as Europe boils on. It is intense everywhere. I'm sorry I can't have better news for you, but here we see just they're calling for help. The uh, Sweden has had to call in for assistance from the European Union. It never usually gets fires up north like that far up north, but now it's drying out. Central Africa and Northern Africa is completely on fire. Look at this heat map of all the fires going on as well. And then we have Japan setting record temperatures, having a heat wave, killed at least 50 people. So even Asia is not being immune from all the fires and the heat records going on as well. And then we bring it back home to the United States. Texas is having overwhelming electric grids and residents in Texas as major league heat waves is going on. Meanwhile, there's relentless flooding going on on the East Coast as rain, rain, and more rain is continuing on the East Coast. But just a few months ago, it was the coldest record on record in the continental United States on the East Coast in two states. I mean, how does this happen where we have record heat, record cold? This is the new normal. So check out this video from yesterday up in Lake Tahoe, California, where the massive hailstorm hit. Unreal. We're under fire. Ow, that one hurt. He hit me in the side. And California had its own heat waves that recorded 118 degrees in Los Angeles, where they also had the Goleta fires, where the Santa Barbara fires occurred last December. They came and attacked them again, directed energy weapons, and then we had a flood in Montecito following the exact same footprint. The whole western United States is on fire, folks. It was on fire last year. It's on fire again. They're calling it the new normal that we'll always have a year-round fire season as we're seeing fires break out everywhere. Out here in California, they're putting up drones to monitor fires as well, and they're also having uh, wildfires in Oregon, California, and they're telling us it's going to get worse as well. So Oregon's fire started last week. They say there were over 2,800 lightning strikes. 2,800 lightning strikes in July in Oregon. Are you kidding me? The new normal, folks. No one is safe. We can't get away from it. Owning the weather by 2025 as a U.S. Air Force military document. What do you think they're doing, folks? We're under attack. Yosemite's wildfires, they start out and then they double in size. Lake County, we had the fire and then it doubled in size. This is the new normal and out here in Sacramento, it's causing blistering rashes from the smoke. I got my body covered with rashes as well. It's ugly, it's terrible. Not only that, Sacramento now is being sprayed in Elk Grove to wipe out mosquitoes because now the Zika virus is coming again and so they must spray, spray, spray. And then the FEMA is denying that climate change is even existing whatsoever. There can be no doubt that directed energy weapons are being used to start these fires around the world. Not every fire, of course, but the signature, the profiles of the massive heat, the melting of cars, the middle of the night, no one knows how it started. Firemen seen, never seen anything like this before. The first responders are being put in harm's way. 
So we must say our prayers, we must speak out, we must share this, and we must speak against the evil being perpetrated on us all. This is the future of all. If we don't speak out, we don't stop it now. Plain truth out. Peace. Love one another. Be prepared. Be ready. <laughs> I'm glad there's a mute button on here. We got some rebellious dogs here. Yeah, you. Okay. Well, what do you think about that, huh? Sweden, Greece, around the world. Um, it's interesting he comes from Sacramento. If I lived down there, I would have tried to find him. But um, that's where, remember, I told you 110, 117 degrees. Yeah, that's where it was. And, um, but uh, even he says, you know, what was that, 2016? I was watching that little round heat thing that was, you know, looked like a star. <laughs> and um, it uh, stopped at 2016. So that must be when that video was made. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, not good things, folks, when it comes to um, somebody's handed a box of matches to the government and they're, they're going crazy using them. So. All right. So you want some proof that these are lasers, huh? Okay, I'm going to show this next video. And at the 36-second mark, you'll see the lasers. Matter of fact, you'll see that the helicopter kind of goes down for a second like it was trying to avoid this laser beam that was out there. Okay. So let's watch this. And uh, maybe we need to play it a couple times and... Um, and so you can see it, but, uh, I wish that I, yeah, I guess I'll just wait till a certain time and, and, uh, let you know what 36 seconds is going to be. I got a clock here. So let me start this up. like I'm going to have to start it again. So um, you'll see it. It's um, upper right-hand corner, um, actually from the center of it down to the, uh, in the upper right-hand corner, kind of going diagonally down to the um, the center point of the the, uh, the frame. So uh, let's see. I will start it at a certain time and count 36 seconds and I'll let you know when to start looking, okay? All right, we're going to start it right now.
Yeah, the helicopter actually made it a base to Newport. You saw that. That's scary. Um, you know, for him to make that maneuver, he must have thought it was like right outside. And it's a good thing he did. Maybe uh, if there, I don't know if that was the only laser. I, I seem to remember that video. It was a lot longer. And there were other lasers in that video, like uh, maybe four or five. But um, <clears throat> what devastation. Huh? Did you see the fires? My goodness, they're terrible. You know, it's... Uh, and what purpose it serves, I do not know. So, okay, what do we got here? Okay, the next one I'm going to show. Hold on a sec. Okay, let me show the one with, um, it's called Paradise Lost. And it's actually what it is. It's um, somebody had taken the... Uh, uh, whether it's NOAA or, you know, National Atmospheric Association or um, whether it was just uh, a weather satellite or whatever, but it was taken right about the time that the fire in, in um, Paradise, uh, Oregon, Paradise, California um, started up and there was three little blips on there. I, I don't know what they were, but and he doesn't either. <laughs> But he was supposed that maybe they were satellites or something like that. Or uh, myself, maybe three drones. Okay. That's what I'm supposing is that it was three uh, unmanned drones. So, and he'll, he's really good at explaining it. So I won't need to do that. So let's, let's look and see what's going on here. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Above Ground World News. We have a super serious situation right near now. We need to demand answers. Now, last night during the live show, I had the Colorado State.edu set on the wrong time stamp, but we are at the right time stamp now. Let me go ahead and play this and let it run through. Just so you can kind of get a view of what's going on here. Then I'm going to stop it and, and analyze this because we have a serious, serious situation here. People in California, they want answers why people were killed, why people were ran out of their homes. This was not no ordinary fire. We're going to prove that. So let me back this thing up till before the fire and zoom in on this we hide that now let me try to zoom in the best i can i've got the longitude and latitude lines on here i gotta bring this back up just so i can get this to hopefully this works okay now we're zoomed in pretty good here first off we have a either a giant triangle shaped craft or we have three separate craft right here Timestamps right down here in the bottom. This is set on 15 minute increments. I'm going backwards right now. And it looks like we have a lot of flight traffic right here or whatever these, this thing is picking up. We're going back forward. Boom. We have three, either three craft flying side by side or three abreast. 
Looks like some kind of military formation will go up 15 minutes. And then you can just barely see one go up another 15 minutes. He's coming in much hotter now. Next 15 minutes. So within that 15 minute time stamp, we have the initial explosion with a aircraft right there. And now it looks like we have four craft out ahead of this in an arc. And when I align this footage with the, the footage, that looks like a rocket shoots up. This is the initial explosion. And then there's a big black square dot. I don't know what that is yet. And then you can see the shadow. Now I can't do this a minute at a time. I can only do 15 minutes at a time. And you can see what appeared to be a rocket lifting off or some kind of projectile that flew up and comes down to earth. You can see this really dark mass that's going off the direction of what we've seen fall out of the sky. So definitely completely different color. And uh, definitely we have a problem. This is I can probably zoom in. That's about as far as I can zoom in. So I'm trying to figure out which way it flew in from. I do see something over here. It's not super distinguishable. And it looks like we have a black triangle right here. Maybe three of them. These these two and then two black dots let me go forward see they disappear right there and we'll go 15 minutes looks like three of them and but yet you have these three unless yeah there could be shadows and then boom ladies and gentlemen we need to there's a black dot right here let me see if I can invert the screen. That's not going to bring anything out. So we need to demand answers. Who started this fire? What are these four craft? If they're craft, what are we looking at here? And you can see what's this black? Is that censored out? What is that? Okay, that looks like that's these two blocks turn dark. And then they're gone. What is going on here? No fire. Three aircraft or whatever they are. Could be UFOs for all I know. Could be some stealths. But whatever they are, they were there right before the fire. So we're going to be going live here very shortly. If you want to find out more, you better subscribe, hit the bell, and we'll dig into this. Much love, guys. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
Yeah, that uh, the three dots were in a mil- kind of a military, um, uh, what do you call it, chevron uh, formation, and um, it's classic. I think it was three um, unmanned drones, the big ones, you know, that they can mount things on the front of them and everything else. And uh, yeah, I, I have no doubt about it, to tell you the truth. Or it could have been manned aircraft, too, for that matter. Uh, but uh, yeah, something smells rotten in Denmark, you know. And uh, yeah, so I'll leave it up to you to come up with your own conclusions, folks. But uh, I'm telling you, that's not normal. It really isn't. And spotting the triangle aircraft, too. its uh, I think those are always all over the place anyway, you know. But uh, I think they, they really like California because, uh, well, California's got strange things to begin with, you know. And, uh, and they're into the, many of them are into the bizarre. And, uh, okay. Um, I, I get these little news things that pop up from time to time, folks, so don't mind me, okay? All right, I got one more video to do. Yeah, we're down to the last one. Um, and it's uh, it's about California getting bombarded by uh, by bombs. And I uh, keep the hat on, okay? All righty, let's look at this one, okay? So the recent California fires are very strange and suspect, to say the least. We have specific areas being burned, like energy was being directed at certain things. In drone footage of the aftermath, we see houses completely obliterated and turned to ash while the surrounding landscapes and trees are totally fine. Here is a clip courtesy of Serbian Conspiracy, I'll put a link in the description. You'll notice here that stores and restaurants are wiped out while other things are still in perfect shape. Other buildings are fine, trees are untouched, but specific structures are just devastated. You gotta ask yourself, what's up with that? How did the fires get to these certain buildings but the surrounding areas, including the parking lot, look normal? Is this the result of direct energy weapons? ranged weapons that inflict damage on a target by emitting yes. highly focused energy? The answer is most likely yes, but most people believe that these kind of weapons are just science fiction, due to movies like Austin Powers, for instance. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to begin phase two of our evil project. Or is it phase th- I don't know phases. Anyways, this is the phase in which we put a giant laser on the moon. As you know, the moon rotates around the Earth like so. When the moon reaches its appropriate lunar alignment, it will destroy Washington, D.C. Anyways, the key to this plan is the giant laser. But in reality, these direct energy weapons are admitted to be real and are documented. Scientists have been working on this top-secret project since 1974. 
this laser is capable of unleashing the power of the sun. Enough energy to light up every home in the U.S. or wipe out mankind. What we can do is focus this very high energy into a very small spot for a very short time. And when that happens, we get the conditions that are very much like inside our sun. So you hear that? Now let's watch a clip from YouTube channel In Truth by Grace. Link will be in the description, of course. This is not a carbon fire. This is the only fire in the whole wide world that's considered a forest fire where the forest did not burn. The forest didn't burn here. All the glass melted. All the, all the structural materials that used to be a house have disappeared. They're, they have disappeared. You have a couple of bent poles here. A couple of, um, of, of poles that are bent, but you have absolutely no materials. The houses have not fallen. The houses have disappeared. The materials of, of these contents of these houses are gone. Let's listen to what they have to say here. She's going to talk a little bit about it. Well, first, let's go here. I want to show you where these fires are. Because if you're like me, you didn't know that there were 14 separate fires. How did 14 separate fires start over such a wide area? You guys, this isn't normal. This is not how it, how it works. These homes didn't fall. These homes didn't burn. These homes disappeared. There's nothing left. There's not even a toilet bowl or a bathtub. This is one of the cars or trucks or something that was in this fire and you'll notice that the glass here, which has a melting point of between 2,600 and 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit, okay? We're talking forge, foundry, furnace temperatures to melt this glass. Glass does not melt on its own, guys. Open air fires do not create this kind of, this kind of complete combustion of the materials, all right? How do they create a laser with such devastating force? by assembling an array of 192 lasers and aiming them at a single hydrogen pellet the size of a BB. These 192 lasers are linked together by a twisting jungle of tubes that snake through this mammoth 10-story structure, which is the length of three football fields. The plan is to fire all 192 laser beams at once. Each beam starts out low-powered, about the size of what's inside your DVD player. But as they pass through the complex maze of tubes, they merge into one super beam. The super beam fires 500 terawatts of power in two billionths of a second, roughly 500 times the entire peak power output of the United States. When that light strikes the hydrogen pellet, it cooks it to over 800 million degrees. The fact is we are dealing with microwave weapon technology. How else would this tree catch on fire from the inside? A haunting but mesmerizing scene from the wildfires in Sonoma County. A man came across this tree burning from the inside out. Matthew McDermott was driving around looking for escape routes as multiple fires closed in on the area he was in. The tree appears that to be hollowed out by embers and flames. Right, you could look this up. This is all over the news. Tree on fire from the inside. The only time that happens is when trees are struck by lightning, which in itself is a direct energy, right? This whole thing is all messed up. Hurricane after hurricane, 
which are also able to be created and controlled by man. And now this? And right on cue, we have the Geostorm movie coming out, which has some truth in it. We can control our weather. But it's mostly outer space reinforcement propaganda. The Senate committee will now hear from Jacob Lawson, Climate ISS Chief Coordinator. May the record reflect that he was nearly one hour late. Yeah, sorry about that. I literally had to fly in from outer space. <laughs> Are all these things a distraction from the Vegas incident? Probably. These days, everything seems to be a distraction from something else. Anyway, I'll put some links for other channels that do a great job at covering these things. Check out In Truth by Grace, aplaintruth.info, my man Richie from Boston, of course, Leak Project, and yeah, there are many others. Salute to all the truth seekers, despite some of our differences. Stay vigilant and keep at it. Much love from ODD TV. I'm gone. That's better. Ooh, a myoptic. <laughs> well, this thing usually straightens that out after just a little bit. So. Anyway, this is how I used to see before I, when I was a little boy, before I got my glasses. <laughs> the bells, the bells. Okay. Not even bells anymore, girl. Everything's electronic. All right, we've been uh, we've done our course of, uh, of videos. What are the things that the woman made uh, a mention of in there? This is not normal. This is not how it works. You know, when she was talking about it being a forest fire, but really it was a fire inside a city, and it was uh, burning down things that, uh, or burning things kind of odd. Interesting, odd TV. Um, but it would select houses, select cars and the whole thing. It was, uh, truly bizarre, but you know, we, we live in a time now where everything's odd, where, yeah, nothing's normal anymore. The normal that we know anyway, our grandkids are growing up with this new normal supposedly and, uh, suppose a new normal, I should say they are growing up. Um, uh, but it's crazy. It really is. You know, the meanings of things have been changed. Um, you have the Mandela effect that's maybe affecting things. Uh, but all I know is that every time that they start that CERN up, uh, things get weird. Okay. And, uh, and that, they should close that thing down just for that reason, because it's, it's only going to lead to more weirdness. And, uh, it's almost like it, it sucks little pieces of a, of a uh, what do you call it, uh, a parallel universe and it inserts it into our universe. And when that happens, I'm sure that, that our, our part goes there. So there's probably people in another universe, if there is such a thing, um, saying to themselves, hey, wait a minute. Uh, things used to be chaotic. They're not chaotic anymore. What's going on? <laughs> you know, it's... 
so that's that's a possibility that's true i don't know but um it's it's crazy folks it's we got all of our leaders are acting like they're <laughs> it's like they they had personality changes overnight you know it's uh it's crazy um uh, and what is it well i think it's a sign of the times you know um uh, it's the craziness is just just one um, manifestation, uh, like that word, one manifestation of the craziness that really is happening out there. It's um, we're getting close to the return of Yeshua Hamashiach or Jesus Christ, you might call him, and um, because of that, it's uh, there's going to be a lot of weirdness going on. Okay, when when the evil that has been suppressed in this world is allowed to progress. Uh, it's going to cause a lot of problems. It really is. Well, it already is. Uh, you know, there's a scripture in, in the Bible that says in these days, in the last days, that it's going to be so bad, it's going to perplex nations. And the word perplex means it's going to confuse. It's going to, it's going to, there's going to be a, um, People are going to look for answers and not find them, okay? And when they do find an answer, it's going to be strange, or it might be an answer that they don't want to hear, okay? But, um, this is why in this day and age, in this time, at this time, that I believe that maybe if you don't know Yeshua, maybe you need to, Maybe you need to uh, inquire, and maybe you need to accept them as your, as your your Lord, your God. You know, it's uh, things are accelerating so much on the world scene and on the world timeline that you got to wonder. You know, it's how how long do we have? Now, those people that talk about well, an asteroid is going to end all life on Earth. I don't believe that's hogwash. That's not what Scripture says. Um, or, you know, any, any kind of thing like that, that the world's going to end. No, no, that's not true. Don't make any rash decisions based on that hogwash. Okay. But know that when Yeshua comes back, you know, you got to have your life right. If, if you're still here, if, uh, if you become a, a believer, um, you'll, one day go in something called a harpazo. That's Greek, and it means the snatching up or the taking out. Okay, and that's uh, it's promised in Scripture that we're going to be leaving this earth and going to heaven for a little while, that we'll all be changed, those that, of us that serve Yeshua. Uh, we'll all be changed. Uh, it says the dead in Christ will rise first, then those of us who remain will arise, and everybody will be with, with, uh, with the Lord, with Yahweh. So it's um, it's a choice that needs to be made, and it's not an easy choice. I understand it because you have yourself situated in your life's experiences, and your in your family setting, and your work setting, and everything else. And but you're you're watching your family setting. Maybe it's a little disrupted, and your work setting is uh, the question of your if you're going to be employed next year is uh, well, it's questionable. Um, 
and things like that. You got a lot on your minds. I know, trust me, because we have the same things on our minds, except that we have a a, a, a Lord that uh, that helps us get through these things. But um, yeah, things are really uncertain. Things are unsure, and uh, you might be doing it now. You might be making it and thinking that you're doing okay, but you're gonna. You're going to reach a point where it's all going to accumulate and it's it's going to come tumbling down on you. And uh, where are you going to be when that happens? And what's that going to do to you? You know, or uh, are you going to just cave? You don't want to end it all? Or are you going to see that there's a, there's a way out? There's a way to... Um, to find peace and rest uh, while the whole world's caving in around you. You know, and, and a promise that someday we'll be taken out of here and we don't have to put up with that stuff anymore. Well, I'm looking forward to that. If I don't pass away first, I want that for sure real soon. You know, I want to be snatched up by Yahweh real soon. And um, and you too. I want you to be there too. So if you know him, then, you know, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here. But if you don't, you might want to start thinking about it. Okay, it's it's really important. And uh, he's given you a choice. Okay. I can't think of a fairer deal, you know, at all. Uh, if you need um, if you need to talk to somebody about it, you know, you can email either Brian or myself. Um, I don't know his email address. Well, if you wanted to just talk to him, I can uh, you can send it to me and I'll go ahead and send it out uh, to Brian, but uh, you can go to the delusion resistance website and uh, look at the contact and you can, uh, you can uh, write a letter or an email. Um, the uh, PO box on there is not valid anymore. So please don't use that. I have to change that. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's uh, time is short. And the decisions you have to make are hard, but they're not really that hard. And uh, I can't, you know, God never, Yahweh never promised us a rose garden when we come to him. Uh, yes, we notice a change, which is good. Um, but we also, he helps us to see what's inside of us. But we got to realize that we're, we're cleansed when, he, when we accept him. We're forgiven for past, present, and future sins. Or transgressions against Yahweh, um, but uh, yeah, just uh, consider it, but don't consider it too long. You need to make a decision fairly soon. So anyway, uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and get off of this thing. Uh, so uh, with these direct energy weapons, uh, who's the new target? <laughs> you know. What were they shooting at when they were when they were taking out houses down in Santa Rosa? I would be interested to see how many of them are believers in Yeshua. I would be interested to see how many of them might have been people that, uh, uh, like us, you and me, that uh, pro are protesting and are thinking of uh, of all the things that the government's doing and trying to get the word out to our loved ones and friends. You know, it's. Uh, or were they taking out those kind of people or trying to? Um, so it's, uh, 
right now it's a kind of a guessing game as to what was actually happening, but um, we know it did happen, and we know that uh, pretty sure that uh, it was lasers that did it, okay, or uh, dews uh, from outer space. Uh, from a satellite or whatever. So it just proves to us that they're up there. The satellites, that is. And um, really, there's nothing you can do to prevent it. So it's, there's another reason to start wondering and start thinking about making the decision to accept uh, Yeshua into your life. Um, if you're not saved and you're looking at this stuff, you're in peril. You, uh, you need to do something right away to... Um, counteract what uh, the enemy is is doing or is going to do very soon and if you become a believer it's definitely going to happen and <laughs> you'll have to know him okay and we can get into that another time we're going to have to do a show about um, sleep paralysis uh, alien abduction and stuff like that how how Yeshua um, the name of Yeshua makes them go away and a relationship with Yeshua makes them go away for good so Anyway, I'm babbling on again. Folks, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to rise upon you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, and your lying down. May he bring you that peace that passes all understanding. And may he be glorified in the things he does through you. From this day forth and forevermore. Amen. Okay, folks. Be glorified. <laughs> Lord be glorified, <clears throat> but uh, we'll be. I'll be back on Thursday, folks. Don't have a, an idea of what I'm going to talk about yet, but um, I've kind of got an idea, but I want to make sure. So um, I will talk to you soon, and uh, hey, be blessed. Enjoy life. Don't let the don't let the bastards win. Okay. All right, folks. I'm going to get off of here. Good night.